0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, April 21st, and this is your FT News Briefing. Yesterday, US oil prices did something they've never done before, trade in negative territory. The FT's Derek Brower explains what caused the dramatic sell-off and what we can expect next. Then I'll chat with the FT's Neil Hume about how a Singapore oil trader failed to record hundreds of millions of dollars in losses. Plus, the US small business bailout has allowed some much larger companies to secure loans. Now the Trump administration is feeling the heat for it. And in the UK, more than one million people enrolled in the government staff furlough scheme on day one of the operation. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Yesterday's U.S. oil price crash was the culmination of a few factors from the past few weeks. For one, coronavirus has slashed demand for crude oil. And then there was the ongoing oil price war between Saudi Arabia and Russia. Both countries knew there was less demand, but didn't agree to cut production until last week. And then all of a sudden yesterday happened when the bottom just fell out of the market. That's the FT's U.S. energy editor, Derek Brower. Yesterday, U.S. oil benchmark West Texas Intermediate traded as low as negative $40.32 a barrel. It settled at negative $37.63. Just to put that into perspective, WTI closed at about $18 on Friday. It was as high as about $63 dollars a barrel in January. Derek has more on what happened.
1: The contract for May delivery of West Texas Intermediate, which is the US oil benchmark. This contract is due to expire today. And yesterday, very few people wanted to buy it because they perceived that storage was running out in the US and there wouldn't be anybody willing to take delivery of the oil if they did hold this contract. So there were just suddenly way, way, way more sellers of this contract than there were buyers.
0: So, Derek crude, the international benchmark also dropped yesterday, about 9%. But the losses weren't as pronounced as WTI. Why why was that?
1: Well, there's a few features that are really hurting the U.S. oil benchmark, West Texas Intermediate right now. Uh, One of them is that there's this perception in the market that there isn't enough storage for all of the oil that's being produced. You know, it's basically the fundamentals. How much the U.S. produces, which is a lot, and how much demand is falling and that's the other side of the equation here is that as lockdowns affect so many parts of the us and as so many people sadly have lost their jobs fewer and fewer people are driving and so there is much less demand for gasoline which means refineries are taking less crude oil because they don't need to produce as much gasoline so they aren't sucking in as much crude oil to turn it into fuels and so there's just this huge mismatch between demand and supplied. And traders are worried that they're not going to be able to put the oil into storage anywhere. And so the only thing to do is for the contract to get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So Derek, what do you see happening next? Well, in Mm -hmm. the very short term, i.e. today, this contract is going to expire. And then we really find out whether this was like a technical oil market capitulation or whether it really, you know, this huge colossal drop that we saw yesterday whether that reflects broader fundamentals. In the slightly longer term, and by that I mean, you know, over the next few weeks, we will, if production continues as it is right now, and if demand continues to fall, we will probably reach the limit of storage capacity in the US. A lot of analysts are saying that could be reached as early as two or three weeks from now. And bear in mind that this is happening just as the US moves towards the kind of Prime driving, what's called the driving season in the oil market. If there simply isn't the amount of demand that is usually around at this time of year, then the oil price will just keep falling. To achieve some kind of balance in the oil market, what is needed is for production to come offline. That is, if demand isn't going to pick up. And I don't think anybody expects that in the next few months until the virus is really under control. Uh, So production has to come offline. And that in itself will be really painful because. We talk a lot about companies like ExxonMobil or Chevron cutting CapEx. But what we really mean by that then no longer drilling wells that they'd planned to drill or even idling some of the rigs that they already have out there. And that's essentially job losses across states like Texas and North Dakota, where all the oil activity is.
0: Meanwhile, the collapse in global oil prices has added to existing trouble at one Singapore-based trading company. Hin Leong Trading. The bankruptcy of the shipping fuel supplier has stunned HSBC and other banks. It seemed that the founder of the Singapore-based company had run down the inventories and used the money to finance huge debts on oil trades, and $800 million in losses went undisclosed. Neil Hume, our natural resources editor, has more.
2: Hin Leong Trading was a very big supplier of the fuel that's used in container ships, oil tankers, everything that goes around the world. Now, as those prices collapsed earlier this year, that started putting pressure on the company's finances, which had already been weakened by banks pulling away from financing commodity traders. And this goes back to a number of scandals that they've been in Singapore over the past couple of years. Noble Group is probably the biggest one most people have heard of, but there was also a smaller one called Agri Trade International, which happened earlier this year. So banks were cutting back on their lending, their credit lines to Hindleong. At the same time, there was this huge oil market crash. The company was facing margin calls from its lenders, was seeing the value of its inventories going down, and was basically then just being forced to sell whatever it could keep its hands on to raise cash.
0: So Neil, how did OKLIM, the founder of Leong Trading, respond to the squeeze on credit?
2: Well, in a call with bankers last week when they were seeking a debt moratorium, he revealed that for several years they'd been hiding losses by instructing the accounts department to park them in accounts receivable. And he also admitted that recently they'd also been selling oil inventories, which had been pledged as collateral for loans in order to raise
0: cash. And so what happens to Mr. Lim and Leong Trading now? Well, so Hyn
2: Leong Trading filed for bankruptcy protection on Friday. It looks likely that the filing will be opposed by the lenders. The lenders would like to see an independent third party brought in to run the business, not a member of Mr Lim's family. We've also been told that the Singapore police have started an investigation into Hyn Leong Trading. And what has exactly caused its collapse. But at the moment, Mr. Mr. Lim and his son are both lying low and refusing to comment and saying nothing about this unfolding scandal.
0: And and speaking of the lenders, how big are the bank's exposure and which banks were the most affected by this?
2: Collectively, there's almost two dozen banks that have exposure to the company, and the amount outstanding is almost four billion, about three point eight five from the filings that we've seen. HSBC is the bank that's got the most exposure, around $600 million, followed by ABN AMRO, they're $300 million. Societe Generale have about $290 million, and then there's three local banks in Singapore. They have exposure of $600 million, but the list really is a sort of a who's who of everyone in the commodity trading finance industry.
0: Now, Neil, you mentioned earlier that Singapore has encountered a number of recent commodities trading scandals. Can we chalk this up to weak regulation? well
2: the critics would claim that they would cite the example of noble group where the regulators took a long long time to act however this is a really cutthroat industry with razor thin margins and because you know oil is cyclical you know problems do crop up from time to time i mean i think the biggest problem for singapore now is that banks may refuse to finance a lot of the companies that are based there And for a country that wants to create itself as the world's biggest physical commodity trading hub, this could present a real problem going forward.
0: Now, we should mention the matter is ongoing, in the Singapore courts, Hin Leong and Mr Lim, have not responded to FT requests for comment. Yesterday, Shake Shack, the American burger chain, announced that it was giving back the $10 million it received as part of the U.S. government's Paycheck Protection Programme. But there were a few questions about how Shake Shack, a company with thousands of employees and other large companies, were eligible for a small business loan. Now, the Trump administration is getting hammered by Democrats and Republicans alike for the terms of the PPP, and whether small businesses affected by the coronavirus pandemic were crowded out. Rick Scott, a U.S. senator from Florida, took aim at the program yesterday. Mr. Scott said, quote, it takes money out of the hands of those Americans who really need it when companies who aren't affected by the coronavirus get a loan. The initial $349 billion in aid that was approved last month has dried up. Now, critics are looking for changes in the next package. Congress and the White House are working on a deal for another $300 billion meant for small businesses. And in the UK, more than a million salaries were covered as the government stepped up its business rescue program. The Treasury said it spent more than a billion pounds on furloughed workers on Monday. This came after more than 140,000 companies applied for the program. More than 8 million workers could ultimately be put on temporary leave through the scheme, which covers wages up to £2,500 a month. The Office for Budget Responsibility estimated that the scheme was likely to cost $42 billion over three months. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi,
2: this is Matt. And Sean.
1: From Two Black Guys.
0: with Good credit.
1: From a local business to a global
0: corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit
2: bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more.
0: What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.